Welcome to the Winning Family Podcast with Rodney and Michelle Gage, a podcast designed to help you build winning relationships in your marriage and with your kids. My name is Dr. Linda Travely, and I'm your host for the Winning Family Podcast, and we want to say thank you for joining us. In fact, it would mean the world to us if you'd subscribe to our podcast, rate it, and review it to let us know if you find the content helpful and encouraging. And also be sure to share these podcasts with friends because guess what? They need it just as much as you do. And at the end of today's podcast, this is so special, we're going to share with you how you can get a free copy of this book called The Double Win by Rodney Gage. It'll help you win at work and at home, and we want to get a copy to you absolutely free. Yeah, I said absolutely free. So today, I'm excited. I'm joined by Rodney and Michelle Gage, and we're going to talk about the four statements to building security in your marriage. Guys, this is a big topic. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. And let's dive in. Yes. Yeah, this is a big topic, but uh, excited. This is important, and uh, I think it will be a great help and source of encouragement to a lot of couples out there. And whether you're uh, thinking about getting married, whether you are married, married with kids, uh, blended family situation, single parent, listen, these are some important things that I just really, we're very passionate about and I think will be helpful and really hopefully it kind of changed the the trajectory of many relationships because these four things are really, really crucial. Yeah. It's, no, it's no, no, no shock, I think, that a lot of marriages are on shaky ground. Mm-hmm. So to provide security is a very needed thing right now. So I'm so mm-hmm. glad you're going to cover this topic. And uh, the first and, one, go ahead. Yeah, go I was ahead. just saying, I think it's really the most important thing. Yeah. You know, if you could just summarize it in one word, it would be the word security. Because um, without question, it is the number one goal in any marriage. For that marriage mm-hmm. to be successful, there has to be a high, high level of security. In fact, we had a situation um, <laughs> in our home that uh, you can describe the uh, situation with the security. Uh, from my perspective yeah, or from issue your perspective? That, um, <laughs> Oh gosh! In the middle of the night, the alarm goes off when at like two thirty in the morning, and that has never happened in the home in which we live. And it freaked us out. And you, you got, uh, you prepared yourself, and you started heading down the stairs. And uh, I heard. Had my gun. Yeah, uh, we'll just say he had his gun, and I hear bullets flying, and I'm like. Oh my gosh. And so the the people, the alarm company is calling us. And so I'm on the phone with the alarm company. I hear bullets hitting the floor. And <laughs> wait, wait, wait. The bullets weren't coming out of the gun. They, they were falling were coming the out of the gun. But they were not firing from the front of the gun. So <laughs> they were flying out as he's hawking cocking the gun anyway crazy like story five. so i'm like yes send the police and <laughs> i'm thinking yeah i obviously we are not experienced in this situation and we have a lot to learn but uh long story short we called off the police all was well we had a faulty uh, alarm system that one of the sensors had fallen off of the door in the middle of the night craziest thing but it was quite hilarious after i got over my adrenaline rush oh my goodness that was it was very scary as i was hearing those bullets hit the ground obviously i haven't been in a home 
situation and heard a gun go off in a home. I just heard bullets hit the wood floor and I thought he was shooting his gun. So yes, but we were, we were safe and sound, but you know, and even growing up as a child, I remember a situation that happened where we um, had a home and a brand new home. We'd put in this security system and we did not set it. And we came home one day from church. It was in the evening and in the middle of the garage was all of our valuables and we had been broken into and they were taking off with our things. And we're like, why did we not set mm. the alarm? Mm. And we, we need security, not only only for our physical um, homes, but in our home, we need security, as you said, Mm. Linda, more than ever before, we need to live in security, as I've heard you say, Rodney, in security, live in a home with security versus in having insecurity in our lives or Mm. in our relationships. So I'm excited that we get to talk about that. Yeah. And there's one thing to have physical security, you know, but it's another thing too, to have the emotional security, which is really, I think we're most couples end up struggling the most is because there's some unmet needs, which obviously leads mm-hmm. to that sense of insecurity, emotional insecurity. And um, so that's what I want to kind of take a few moments to unpack because what we've learned after, well, we're getting ready to celebrate, yeah, 31 years of marriage. So here we go. That's I right. mean, we just have learned from pastoring with, you know, walking through so much with couples and challenges that when needs are met, when the emotional needs are met, the relational needs are met, when there is that sense of security in that mm-hmm. relationship, what does that do? It produces healthy, positive, productive thoughts about your marriage, about your relationship. Right. It, it, it provides you know positive emotions, which therefore leads to positive behavior. It's the way we carry ourselves in the relationship mm-hmm. because it's all positive because mm-hmm. we have a sense of trust and a high level of security that we've established. However, when that's broken, the opposite is also true. So when needs go unmet, what does that do? Well, it, it, it produces negative or unhealthy thoughts about ourselves, about our spouse, about our marriage, our circumstances, which leads to negative emotions and unfortunately when now all of a sudden you're thinking about it you're dwelling upon it Mm -hmm. you know you feel down defeated discouraged depressed all of those negative emotions which what leads to negative behavior sometimes we say things we do things out of the unhealthy or toxic emotions that we're wrestling with and the negative you know thoughts that we're constantly you know um you know, rehearsing in our minds all because we feel insecure in mm-hmm. the relationship. Mm-hmm. So how do we, how do we build security? How can we help um, create a, that safeguard, if you will, in our marriage to protect, you know, from <laughs> the security breach, you know, we were just talking about a while ago, how can we make sure in our relationship we have that sense of security. How can we meet each other's needs? So I think there are four specific things mm-hmm. that we mm-hmm. can unpack here that will help. I like to say four statements that couples can practice and apply to help mm-hmm. kind of foster security in those relationships. So what's the first statement? Well, the first statement is the statement that I think is, you know, kind of a natural and somewhat of a no brainer, but simply it's the statement of I care about you. Right. You know, it's it's that um, it, it's the it's the caring of 
what we say and how we behave our actions. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we can say things that communicates that we don't care, or it's things that we don't do that communicates that we don't care, Mm -hmm. you know, but when we say things that are intentional to communicate, I care about you. When we do things that are intentional that says that I care about you, what is it doing? It's, it's putting value on the relationship. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's putting value on the person. Why? Because we sincerely and genuinely care about each other. And because we care about each other, we go the extra mile. Yes. And yes. so we did that in a dating relationship. You know, mm. it's funny how it's natural when, um, you know, we're in that courtship phase. And because we naturally care about each other, we're extra sensitive, we're extra intentional, we're extra creative, we're extra. And so it's all of those things that we put into it on the front end, but we have to continue that. And it's hard, Mm -hmm. you know, it's hard to, to do that. We often say that love leaks and I won't get into all that, but it just dissipates over time. So, um, it takes time to care. (laughs) It takes time to think through and to care. And in our, uh, culture in which we live, it's fast paced yeah. world. We kind of slowed down for a couple of years, but I think we're kind of picking back up again. Mm-hmm. And it takes time to think about other people. It, it takes time to put someone else first it and does. to truly care for someone else. So yeah. to think through what they need and to be intentional to to help meet a need and to, to care for them. It's it it definitely takes effort and time. Yeah. yeah. And don't you think too to communicate the idea that I care about you, people could be very good at saying, hey, I care about you, I care about that, I care about what you're dealing with, but then uh, we need to line it up with uh, actions right. that mm-hmm. that really model the idea. Because some right. people could get caught up in just verbalizing it, yeah. not follow through with the action. Yeah. What does that look like? Can you, what does that look like for a couple? Any ideas? Well, I mean, I think it's just being thoughtful. So mm-hmm. for, if I know if I know something is important to Michelle, you know, if I if I know like her schedule and she's got, uh, you know, a full day and I can do something that I know that she, she probably wouldn't have time to do yeah. in her normal. Mm-hmm. Normally, it would be something she would do. But because of this particular day and her schedule and all the responsibilities she has, that's where I can step in and I can do something for her so that she doesn't have to worry about that or carry about that, or maybe I just surprise her with it by doing something for her, you know, cleaning the kitchen, you know, after dinner and, uh, you know, or unloading the dishwasher or, you know, folding some clothes that she didn't have time to mess with or didn't want to mess with or whatever. just to be clear, I don't do all the laundry in the house. Yeah. You know, just to be clear, (laughs) I I do my own laundry because I cannot do yours well enough. But you are very (laughs) helpful and caring to sometimes do my laundry for me and to help me. (laughs) It takes teamwork to make the dream work. That's right. Just to be clear, he's very, very intentional about how things are laid out and which things can be dried in the dryer and which things cannot. Yes, that's huge. You know. Important. He, he's passed a few things down to me after I dried them in the dryer. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. But no. just I just want to make sure it's clear that I don't do all the laundry and that you're sometimes helping because it's actually you coming over and, and doing my my personal 
laundry for me, which is it's wonderful. Well, nothing, nothing (laughs) makes a relationship or marriage feel insecure more than when there is a perception of we don't care. Right. You know, and that's where we're taking each other for granted. Yeah. And that's when we begin to, I goes into a whole nother thing, but just honor is something that's very important. And so when you express honor to each other, what are you doing? You're placing worth, weight, value on somebody. You're holding someone in high esteem. So therefore you are intentional. You care about somebody because you honor, you respect someone. Mm -hmm. But the moment you begin to take someone for granted, all of a sudden now you are no longer placing high value on someone and therefore it's easy to start start showing disrespect which communicates what i don't care and that can become very destructive and that ball can become unraveled very very quickly and so we often say keep honor high anger low because what happens is that the moment we feel insecure it's easy for us to point our finger and point out all the things that that person didn't do or isn't doing or what they should have done or what they could have done. And what what happens, we begin to ridicule, ridicule, criticize, condemn, or pointing our finger all for the very sake of saying, I don't feel valued. I don't feel like you care. And all of that breeds insecurity. Yes. And so... Yes just by what we say and by what we do can communicate volumes in a healthy, positive way that I care about you. I care about us. I care about our marriage. I care about our children. I care about our family, our home. All of that's huge. And what does that do? It builds security in our relationships. Because if you don't, then anger, resentment, bitterness, those sorts of things can come into mm-hmm. the picture, mm-hmm. which is what we want to get rid of. That's what Ephesians 4 says, get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, mm-hmm. harsh words and slander, mm-hmm. and all types of evil behavior. Instead, what does it say? Be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God in Christ has forgiven us. So we have to just be intentional That's with right. that and communicate, mm-hmm. hey, our marriage matters and you care I about care about other. what you care about. I care about what hurts you. I care about what you're thinking about, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and sending a text or a thought. I think we've talked about on this on podcast before, maybe even a scripture that you read that reminded you of something, a situation that your spouse is going through, just sending a note and for them to receive that maybe in the work day and, and Mm -hmm. say, I care. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's so good. Those little things count, don't mm-hmm. they? Absolutely. Make a big difference. That's so we're right. talking about four statements to build security in your marriage. And the first is, I care about you. Mm-hmm. And then the second is, I trust you. So mm-hmm. let's break that down. I trust you. That's right. I think that's one that um, can come out very quickly in a marriage, even you know when you've just been married a few months, mm-hmm. that we bring into our marriage, like it or not, the relationships that maybe our parents had or the home that we grew up in, we start, we imprint on those relationships. We learn from them and we start to execute our relationship along the same lines as what we saw growing up. And that's something that we have to be really aware of. So when it comes to, I trust you, if you've been in a a situation or a home or in a, a place where you've seen a lack of trust, where you didn't 
trust your parents and they didn't trust each other. And, you know, it can easily, with the best of intentions, you're going into something, into a relationship, you, you initially are going to carry with you that. And um, there's some things that my parents went through when I was a little bit older, actually in college. And, and I was lacking security. I was, I was lacking that trust and I had no idea. It didn't come out until we got married. And I all of a sudden would become angry and frustrated and all these emotions. And it was something that I was holding on to that I didn't even know. And so we had to kind of work through. Rodney was the most trustworthy person. He he didn't do anything wrong. You know, it's just that in my mind, I started writing stories and they were not true. And so we had to work through that and I had to learn how to trust him. And I think that a lot of um, relationships, I've seen this with young couples, they'll hit the rocky road early yeah. and, and they'll give up early instead of just working through it mm. and saying, this is an issue that a trust issue that I personally have, you know, that I got to work through so that I can trust you. And when you can talk that through and with Rodney and I, sometimes I even had to write write it out. It was emotions that I was feeling and I would be so overwhelmed with emotion that I couldn't even communicate correctly. And it would get so heated between us just trying to communicate that I had to sit down and write some things out and just work them out and and then read it to him or send it to mm-hmm. him and, and explain my feelings. And we eventually, you know, I learned how to trust and Trust is gained too. It's it's given and it's also gained. Yeah, trust is the key word there, mm-hmm. and the opposite of that, or what what sometimes keeps couples uh, from experiencing that high level of trust, obviously, is the fear. And whether it's yeah. you know something from the past, mm-hmm. or uh, or maybe just the fear where we don't feel truly validated in what we say for example communication mm, that's good yeah. when you think about a, a husband a wife or a young couple that's getting started in their early years in their marriage and they're just sharing their hopes and their dreams or mm. goals or aspirations or fears or concern you know whatever it is the goal is just to have open transparent honest communication without the fear of being made fun of or where there's sarcasm or ridicule or because the moment that because the moment you open yourself up and you become vulnerable and you start sharing openly and transparently about something and if that all of a sudden is being met by ridicule or sarcasm or condemnation or judgment what happens we suddenly now say okay well i can't go there anymore because i can't trust him or i can't trust her you know to really just hear you know what i'm trying to honestly and transparently transparently communicate so we have to just know that fear can sabotage trust yes. and so we have to do all that we can to help once again protect that and safeguard where we can be open and honest and transparent without any fear of being judged or criticized and when we do that there is a high level of trust yes. that's established yes. in that's our a, relationships. That's a, safe, that's a safe marriage. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Yes. 
and yes. relationship. Yes, yeah. that's good. So we've talked about the statement of I care about you, I trust you, and the next one is I need you. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I need you. That, that can be a tough one to get out of our mouths, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So true. I'm the oldest of four four girls, and I kind of like charge the way sometimes. And, uh, you know, I like to sometimes do things by myself and, but there's nothing wrong with yeah. that. But when we're so independent, yeah. you know, that the relationship is about two people. It's not about one person getting right. their way all the right. time. Yeah. <laughs> and that's something that I also had to learn. This will just be a confessional session for me, <laughs> but you know, just that that I, I need, I need you. And, and what a gift to have two becoming one and what God brings together is so, so powerful. Mm -hmm. If we will surrender to that and come Mm -hmm. together and, and express that we need each other to be great. We like to say at our church, let's do great things together. And our marriage is the same thing. Let's do great things together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, um, in our world today, with so many um, people in the workplace, so you have both husband and wife, you know, working long hours mm-hmm. during the day. Right. Uh, sometimes those hours extend even after they get home. You know, working mm-hmm. at night. So there can be that independent or isolated, you know, spirit or situation there that sometimes can cause just almost like we're 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 together we're like under the same roof but at the same time we're kind of living separate lives oh, yeah. right. and mm-hmm. separate agendas and um you know and it's kind of like hey you do your thing i'll do my thing and what happens even sometimes is that we can run into sick situations or try to carry burdens because we're maybe naturally wired to be self-reliant mm-hmm. like I'll, I'll fix this i'll i can handle this i'll you know, I, hey, I grew up in a home where I had to pull pull myself up by, by my own bootstraps, you know, and that's that's how I was raised, you know. And what happens is, is that we're not allowing that that oneness in marriage to come to, that brought us together where we are sharing one another's needs. We're right. carrying each right. other's burdens. Right. Right. And I like to tell couples all the time, stop trying to focus and fix your marriage focus on your togetherness yeah. because when you focus on your togetherness that'll fix a lot of your problems That's good. so just focus on your togetherness because that will mm-hmm. really drive you to doing things together working through things together communicating together where because pride says i will i can do it my way or i'm going to do it my way or i don't need your help well, we all know what happens to pride, right? The Bible says that pride comes before a fall. Mm-hmm. And there's also that little letter in the right in the middle of the word pride, <laughs> that little letter I I I mess things up all the time and I get in the way. So we have to get rid of the I and don't get allow pride to get in the middle of the marriage that separates because that that creates and a very toxic and unhealthy relationship mm-hmm. very quickly when pride and the sense of stubbornness and, you know, I'm going to do it my way. And if that's the way you're going to be. Well, fine. I'm going to do, you know, and that's all of that is opposite of what God desires. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we have to communicate to one another. Hey, together. Yeah. We need each yeah. other. Yeah. 
we're stronger and healthier and we're better together. And so she can be strong in the areas where I'm weak and vice versa. And that's what, that's the beauty of marriage. God takes two uniquely different individuals, Mm -hmm. good, bad, ugly, brings them together to create one. And we work together through those things. And, And one of the best ways to help reinforce that is to say, I need you. I can't do this on my own. And so we're stronger and better together. It's great to figure that out too initially when you, as early on in your marriage as possible, what what are you good at? What are you weak at? You know, and it may not be the same thing that your, maybe your father did or the husband did in the home that you grew up in. Right. It may be different than right. the home that you have created with with your husband that you're married to. And so, you know, my dad paid the bills. Well, in our family, I pay the bills. You know, Rodney hates numbers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, I kind of like numbers. So it's, and we need each other. We need we need to figure the, our strengths and weaknesses out and complement each other. That's good. That's mm-hmm. good. So we're talking about four statements to build security in your marriage. And the last mm. one is, I love you. That's right. Yeah. How do you communicate that beyond words? Well, it's interesting because, yeah, it's we've often probably have heard the or maybe many of you have heard about the book. It's kind of an iconic classic book. Mm. I don't know how many gazillions of copies it sold, but Gary Chapman, but that famous book called The Five Love Languages, mm-hmm. you know, that's a great tool because it helps us understand that there's different expressions of right. how we communicate love to one another. And that's where needs can be different you know what again what my needs are are going to be maybe different from what her needs are but it's important that we understand that and we become student of each other's Mm -hmm. needs Mm -hmm. because it's one thing to verbally say i love you but it's another way to it's another thing to show and to demonstrate those actions because like the old saying actions speak louder than words and so and if you're not familiar with the uh book called um uh, the Five Love Languages uh, by Gary Chapman, Dr. Gary Chapman. I highly recommend it. But just in a nutshell, I'll give you the clip, cliff notes here. But the five acts of love of the love languages, acts of service, physical touch, words of affirmation, uh, gifts or tokens of affection and uh, quality time. And so when you think about those expressions or, or um, ways, if you will, that love can be communicated and demonstrated, We have to do it in a way that connects and is received by that individual in a way that is meaningful for them. Because, you know, I may, you know, for example, like my um, love language is in the area of, you know, um, words of affirmation. affirmation. You know, know, that that puts (laughs) gas in my gas tank. That's right. And so when she speaks words of encouragement, words of affirmation to me, man, that lights me up like a Christmas tree. But I can speak words of affirmation and encouragement to her and not that she doesn't want that. But at the same time, if I if I express my love to her through the physical touch of affection, that lights her up like a Christmas tree. So we were talking off mic or before <laughs> we got on camera about you and Ted as well. Mm. That Ted uh, has really the gift of helps yeah. and 
That was one of your greatest needs, it, right? It's a is, perfect match. It's a perfect <laughs> match. Made right. in heaven. That's right. right. He does laundry. He does all the laundry. Ted's a stud. Wow. He does. He's a stud. He is. He's yes. amazing. But yeah, that speaks my love language. And, yeah, and I think awesome. it's important to know, too, I love the love language idea, and that speaks volumes, right? To let folks know, I love you. And then what about these folks that really do have a hard time just getting those three words out of their mouths? Mm. I love you. Mm. Because some people weren't raised to say that to one another. Mm -hmm. How would you encourage folks to maybe do that more often if it's hard for them? Yeah. Well, when you think about, um, I would be safe to say, <laughs> in a, in a, especially in a marriage relationship, there was a time where it was probably easier to communicate it yeah. than maybe years down the road. It may go, it may grow increasingly more difficult or be more of a feeling of awkwardness to communicate it or verbalize that, that may not have been as true maybe before they got married or in those courtship stages. For some, it could have been difficult, but most it was probably easier. And the, maybe the reason why it was easier at a previous time in their life was because maybe there wasn't as much hurt or, you know, so-called water under the bridge or difficulties or hardships that sometimes can harden. Or again, if we feel insecure in the relationship, if there's a lack of trust or there's whatever it is that's causing us to feel insecure or there's fear, whatever it is, then that's going to inhibit us from verbalizing in a natural, comfortable way the words, I love you, if we're still carrying something in our hearts. And so we have to make sure that, you know, the Bible says that God cast out all fear. Perfect love cast out fear. And so we have to understand that Whatever, whatever it is that's inside of our hearts that's creating insecurity or fear about ourselves, about our spouse, our relationship, or even our past, we have to go to God who loves us unconditionally, who loves us sacrificially, and we have to say, God, give me the grace to be able to show and to verbalize that same unconditional sacrificial love to my spouse mm -hmm. because, and again, it go back to the togetherness. Mm -hmm. Togetherness fixes a lot of problems. And it's like what we talked about in previous episodes with children, the more quality, excuse me, the more quantity time that you spend with each other, the more quality time you're going to experience yes. from those things. Yes. So it's a matter of sowing and it's a matter of reaping those benefits. Right. So, I think Linda too, just to flip that around your question about saying, I love you. I sometimes in the culture in which we live, it, it's, it's flippantly used as yeah, well. That's true. And there's no action behind right. it. Mm -hmm. uh, there's no love really behind it. Say, I love you. You know, I love you yeah. before you hang up on the phone, mm -hmm. but yet you're that's not true. living that out. The Bible says that, uh, there's no greater love that any person has ever had than to lay down their life. Yes. Mm -hmm. So to really sacrificially love someone, when you say I love you, what's behind that? You know, mm -hmm. and I 100% I understand where you're coming yeah. from because mm -hmm. there's even, um, I think, a, a 
a generation behind us that maybe even had a harder time mm-hmm. saying I love you mm-hmm. than we do now. Yeah. But there's a commitment mm-hmm. that when you say those words, you mean those words. Yeah. You know, there's power behind those words. Absolutely. That's good. That's yep. good. Well, we've been talking about the four statements to build security in your marriage, and Rodney and Michelle have broken down four incredible statements. I encourage you to write these down and become very familiar with them so that you can say them. The first is, I care about you, mm-hmm. I trust you, I need you, I love you. So that's four statements, very powerful statements. I care about you, I trust you, I need you, and I love you. This was so good, guys. Thank you for sharing. And as we wrap up our time together today, we want to say thank you for joining us. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook because we'd love to hear from you and receive any questions that you'd like Rodney and Michelle to answer in future episodes. And again, hey, we'd appreciate it if you'd subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. And listen, if you're interested in getting a copy of Rodney's new book, The Double Win, if you're on, uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, you can see this beautiful cover. This is a great cover. I know you didn't design I didn't it, but design it's a that. great cover. You know I what? love Our it. The son arrows. had a lot to do yeah, with that, that's uh, a, that design. A beautiful book. Looks beautiful <laughs> on the table. Thank and you. What you can do to get a copy of that is just head on over to the doublewinclub.com. Let me repeat that. That's the doublewinclub.com. You'll learn more about Rodney and Michelle's family mentoring program. It is the ultimate double win. And until next time, we're here to help you win at home and win at life.